we're holding Kuf Chav Amud Aleph by the Mishnah. So a few lines down by the Mishnah. We're going back to the subject of saving things from the fire. As we said, there might be a, a problem of saving things, period, because you, if you're too excited to save things, you might come to extinguish the fire. And therefore, they limited what you could save. So we said earlier that bread, for example, you could only save the amount for three sodas. However, says the Mishnah, Matzilin you're allowed to take one big basket full of loaves of bread. Although there's a hundred so there's a hundred loaves or not, 50 loaves already is a hundred sodas, because each each loaf had each loaf had two sodas in it. So uh, you, you already, you, you, it's a basket for 100 sodas, that's fine. Now, how does it fit? We said earlier that you could only take for three sodas. How does it fit together? We'll see in the Gemara. Then the eagle shall devail with the same logic. I mean, you can already see the logic, but we'll have to have a clear description in the Gemara that if it's with one action, if, if it's one action, so eagle shall devail is following the same logic. If someone has one big pressed, one big uh, wheel of pressed dried figs, so it's you already see the logic. If it's one action, then you're allowed to save it, even if it's if it has a large quantity. So uh, a basket full of loaves of bread, a a wheel of pressed uh, pressed uh, figs, is something which you could you could you could save in one go. Uh, a barrel of wine also you could save in one go you could tell other people it's another thing we said earlier that you're not allowed to save more than three sodas so again if it's in separate places it's not in one basket not in one barrel you're only allowed to save enough for three sodas however you're allowed to tell other people come and save from, from the food to save it from the fire for your three sodas so you can have a bunch of people, and each one will save for themselves. Officially, it's for themselves, and they're allowed to take it home and use it for their suda. Now, if they were nice enough, they brought it back after Shabbos, or even then, they took it for themselves. They say, you know what? You can have it. It was their choice, but if they're nice enough, they did it. If they were smart, if they were clever, they sat down with him and said, you know what? We gave you back the food, but you know, it was work. So if you really want, you could pay us for our work and we'll tell you, we'll tell, tell you the price. What's, what's being so clever over here? We'll see. We'll see what's, 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 why are they so clever for asking for the money? After Shabbos, after Shabbos, fine. To where can you save food from a fire for Suda Shabbos? Not just the chatzah with proper walls, but they also made the aid of chatzahs. So there's nothing really that they're permitting more than usual for you to carry. The only chiddush is, the only reason they're limited is because they don't want you to extinguish the fire. But really, they did not permit to you anything extra. That's Anakama's opinion. Ben Beseda, however, Ben Beseda, he says, no, they were lenient for the sake of Suda Shamis. That they allowed you to save, they allowed you to save for three sudas to chata with proper walls, but that they didn't make a eid of chatzeris. And if there is an eid of chatzeris, says Ben Beseda, you're allowed to say whatever you want. 
He doesn't hold of this whole thing that there's a limitation, just like earlier, just like by the Mavli, he said that they, he doesn't hold that they limited what you're allowed to save to a permitted place. He only holds that they permitted things in a place that they usually do not permit. And therefore, to a proper chatzah with a proper aid of chatzah, you could save whatever you want. However, to chatzah without aid of chatzah, there's a limit. That's Ben Bessayda's opinion. Tanakam holds no. Even the place you're allowed to carry with no problem, they still limited what you could save in order they shouldn't extinguish the fire. Continues the Mishnah. You're allowed to take whatever utensils you want, they need for Shabbos. You can take. In clothing, says Tanakhama, there's no limitations. Pile on yourself as much clothes as you want. Wrap around yourself as much as you can wrap. There's no limitations in that because you may want to change your clothes many times on Shabbos. There's no designated amount of clothes you need on Shabbos. And therefore, you can say whatever you want. Here, they do not make any limitations. You could only put on the amount of clothes that people occasionally, at least, would put out at once as one set of clothes, and that's it. Then Tanakama goes back, as we'll see later in the Gemara, then not only you could wrap around yourself as much as you want, rather, you could go again and again, obviously be careful, don't get caught into the fire, but you could go back as much times as you want, and just pile on yourself as much clothes as you want and come out. I mean, not pile, you have to put it on, but put on 10 coats and wrap around yourself, 10 blankets and come out. And not only that, you can tell other people, here there's no limitations on the quantity. There's only a problem that there's a limit of how much you can wrap around yourself. So then you can tell people, come and help me for me. You're not taking, it's not a healthcare. It's not taking it for you. I just need more hands. Please help me. To, to, to save as much clothes as possible. Fine. Says the Gemara. Going in the first part of the Mishnah, they allowed to save a basket full of bread. Says the Gemara, There's a contradiction. Last Mishnah said he could only save for three meals. Our Mishnah is talking about that when you're when you're doing one action, you're lifting a basket and walking outside. Last Mishnah is talking about if you're gathering from your house into uh, one uh, tablecloth or something, you're just trying to pile in as much food as you can, there you have a limit. You could only say, since you're doing an extra act, but besides lifting up, there's a limit that it's only what's fit for three cylinders. Our uh, that yeah, that's Ravun. Can bola hatzel, can bola kapel. You're trying to wrap it around in a talis. Bola hatzel matzil a school. If you want to just do an act of lifting it and removing it, you can you can remove as much as you want. If it's one act, bola kapel. If you want to wrap it in a talis, ain't a mekabel of the mosin gimel sudas. You can only gather together and wrap for three sudas. And now, Baba Barzav Dover, no, Amar Rav, he says, "Nisam Rav, no, idi vidi bola bola kapel." You're allowed to even pile up in one big tablecloth or whatever it is, as much food as you want. If you're going to take it out to your courtyard, then 
you can pile up as much as you want. If you want to take it to another courtyard that's a bigger tircha, that you're only allowed to take for three sudas. Fine. Boy, Ravuna braid Rav I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's go back. Lekapil is translated to gather together. So the first answer was, according to Ravuna, if you're taking one basket, you could take as much as you want, as much as there is in the basket. If you want to gather, grab together as much baskets as you want, the limit is three sudas. Rav says, no, you can also gather in your hand as you're walking as much baskets as you want, as long as you're taking it to this courtyard, not another courtyard. Now the Gemara is going to ask, what if you do what I just mentioned before? If you take a big tablecloth and you pile things together, now you have one basket. Are we worried about you gathering? Or are we worried about you carrying out, you know, loads of bags? What's considered the extra tircha? And the difference will be, am I allowed to pile it up in the house and then I have one basket? Now let me just take out one basket out of the house. This makeshift basket, this tablecloth that I put things in, in it. You spread out the talus, you gathered and you put it into the talus, and then you just lift it up and you have one big sack. Do I look at the, at the act of removing from the house and then it's like one act? Or it's considered that I gathered many things together. I'll tell you the answer. The answer is like this, we'll explain it soon. Midaoma Rava Rava said, Ate Ravshizvi Ravchista. Ravshizvi caused Ravchista to make a mistake. Vidarash, what did Ravshizvi say? He said like this Sudis. He said like this. Um, one second. Oh. He was talking about a different mission. We mentioned earlier that there was a mission, a brysa, that if a barrel breaks, you're not allowed to bring many kalim in order to, to, to save the wine because he might carry in the Shusurabim. You can only bring one kalim. Said Rav Shizvi, the kalim has a limit in its size. The kalim's limit is three sodas. That's what Rashi said. That even in one keli, there's a limit of three sodas. Um, so what do you learn from this? He learned from this like this. That one second, one second. Yeah. So, so, uh, so like this again. Rashi said there's a limit in the size of bucket you take to save the one. Said Robert, that's a mistake. As we'll see soon, the Braisa afterwards clearly says you can take one vessel, not two, not three. So that shows you that there's no limit in one vessel. The whole limit is how many vessels. The size of the vessel could be very large. Now, when you're catching the wine from the barrel, what's happening over here? The wine isn't already in this bucket. The, the wine is dripping slowly into the bucket. If the wine is dripping slowly into the bucket, it's as if I'm gathering it into one bucket. So Rav Chizda thought, or Rav Shizvi thought, and Rav Shizda accepted 
that there's a problem, there's a limit of three sudas. Rava said it's a mistake, there's no limit. Which means that if I'm gathering into one vessel, there's no limit. So the same would apply over here. If I have one big tablecloth and I'm piling as much food as I want, it's totally fine. Because at the end of the day, it's coming into one vessel and I'm removing one vessel, so that's fine. So let's read it again. Me, the Omar Rav, and the Rav said, Rav Shizvi Rav Shizvi caused Rav Shizvi to make a mistake. Vidarash Rav Shizvi said, by the barrel of wine that was dripping, You're not allowed to bring a bucket which can contain more than wine, more, wine, more than three sudas. And Rav said that was a mistake. You're allowed to bring a bucket which is a, which can contain as much as you want. Shumami, now from this we see that if you're piling up into one tablecloth, it's similar to saving one big basket. It's okay. So that's the Allah. If you're collecting baskets as you're running out, you have a limit, three sudas. But if you're piling it into one tablecloth, that's fine. Fine. How do you know he made a mistake? Rav Chista accepted it. Who are you to come and say he made a mistake? So he said, there's a price. The price says, do not bring more than one vessel. From this I see, you cannot bring another vessel. And that vessel that you're taking to catch the wine, come with the boy as much as you want, you can save. It's not a problem. So since I guess again, if she was explaining the Mishnah, which didn't say that you shouldn't bring other vessels, so Rav Chizda accepted Rav Shizvi's opinion. Came Rav and said, but Rav Chizda didn't see the Brisa, and the Brisa clearly says you're not allowed to bring other vessels, which disproves Rav Shizvi's explanation. And therefore, the halacha is not like Rav Shizvi. The halacha is that the one vessel could be as large as you want, and from there we learn to the fire as well that you can pile as much as you want into one tablecloth and remove it. Fine. Okay. So we figured out that when is there a limit of three sudas if you're gathering it, according to Ravuna, if you take one basket, or even if you pile it into one talus, that's fine, as much as you want. Rav says even more than that. You can even catch as much as you want, as long as it's to that courtyard. To a different court, it is not allowed. Fine. Says the Gemara Vaitin. The eagle shall veila. The same applies to a wheel of pressed uh, dried figs, and then he says, if they're if they're clever, they'll ask you money after Shabbos. Now the thing is like this: the halacha is they're saving it for themselves. If they're clever, they'll keep it. If they're nice, they'll bring it back, and they won't ask for a payment. Where did this clever business come in over here? If you're clever, you can ask for a payment as a worker. What's going on over here? Says the Gemara, What's this chesed over here? They, they, they own it. It's theirs. So what are they asking money as a worker? Keep it, if you're clever. Says the Gemara, no, we're not talking about people that are stam clever. We're talking about people that are, that are extra uh, careful. So it's not nice. The guy didn't really mafkir because he wanted to. He was mafkir because the Allah told me he has to be mafkir. Be nice, bring him back. But, you know, he didn't work. You can ask him for a payment. Hasidim, what a one second. Amar Rava Chasidi, Agra de Shabbat Shakli. 
Hasidim will accept money for Shabbos. We'll see soon that this money they're allowed to ask for. Why? Because any payment which was not agreed upon before Shabbos, you're allowed to pay. Some babysitted for you and you didn't say, you know, you didn't ask, you didn't say this, uh, you're going to pay them. And then you want to pay them after Shabbos. That's not, halachically, that's not called Tzachar Shabbos. That's fine. But it's not glat. It's similar to Tzachar Shabbos. And the Choset, says Rashi, is someone who is mevater, who's ready to lose money for anything which is anything close to an Avi. So if they're Hasidim, they're ready to lose money. Now, here's a questionable thing. To ask for money for Shabbos is a questionable thing. It's not straightforward. Yes, there's a heter. But if you're a chassid, you lose money for something which is questionable. So it can be chassidim. Chassidim would bring back the, 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 the food, but they wouldn't ask for money. Not because chassidim can't ask for money for work. Because it's chan Shabbos. It's not straightforward. That's what it says. Chassidim, agri, the Shabbat, shakli. Chassidim. We'll ask for money for Shabbos. Elam Rabbin knows that Hasidim. We're talking about from people, not Hasidim. From people do what's halacha, but they won't lose money for a chashash, uh, for a chashash, uh, 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 something which isn't so straightforward. It's kosher, it's mutter, 100%. There's a bunch of chubas that say it's mutter. So I'll ask for the money. Why not? Yeah. So he's in a Shemaim, maybe uh, um, so that's that's a he's gonna ask for the money. Vilainikhale, he doesn't want to be sani meachidim He doesn't want to take someone else's money if the person didn't willingly mafkir it. So he's that a Rashamaim will also bring it back. A Rashamaim is not a is not a nasty person. A Rashamaim is also a decent person. And if someone else is, uh, is, uh, was mafkid money unwillingly, he'll bring it back. However, uh, doesn't want to work for no money, and he's allowed to take the money. So therefore, he's going to ask for the money. If they were clever, what does it mean clever? They were telling me they know that halachically this is okay. Since the person didn't agree to pay you the money before Shabbos, it's halachically okay to ask for money. So, listen, you know, we did you a favor, but you know, it would be nice if you pay us some money, and they know it's halachically 100% accepted, so they'll do it. They erase your mind. The nice people, they'll give back the money, they'll give back the food, I'm sorry. They're erase your mind, they know the halacha, they'll keep it to the letter of the law, and they know this is mutter, I'm allowed to make money. But then Achasidim, if they would be Chassidim, they would say, listen, it's a question. So why should I make money? Let me lose some money to stay away from a, from a Shaila. That's a Chassidim. Fine. That's the end of that. Uleheichon Matzilin. To where can you save this food? So Tanakama says, only if there's an eight of Chatseris and the Messiah says, even if there's no Eid of Chatzimus. Fine. Okay. And then Chulu, the Mishnah continues that by clothing, he doesn't say, come and save for yourself. Rather, come and save with me. Says the Gemara, why? 
by food that say save for yourself. Why by clothes? The katani imi to save with me. Amri they said in the yeshiva like this. By food, there's a limit. You're only allowed to save three sudas. After that, they have to save for themselves. However, by clothes, save with me. You have all day. You can change your clothes as much times as you want. And therefore, you're allowed to save as much clothes as you want. And therefore, you can tell someone else, save with me. He's allowed to save for you, not just for himself. Fine. The end of the Mishnah, which says you can go back and, and put on more clothes, is not a continuation of Rabbi Yossi, which gives a limit of 18 clothes. Rather, it's Tanakhama, Rabbi Meir, which he says you could wrap around yourself as much as you want, and you can go again and again as much as you want. And here he specifies what Shmoy Nasser Kalim. So he says, um, one second, here I have to have the help of the translation. Miktoiren. Um, so Miktoiren is translated as a, as a cloak, Unkali, an outer coat. Kunda, an outer belt. Kalbus Shalpishton is translated as a, like a vest made out of a, a linen. Uh, one second. Excuse me. Um, and Chaluk is a tonic. Apilio, so Rashi translates Apilio is a robe. Mapodis is a kerchief that they put around their head. Shnei Sefarkin is two leg bands that they held their like leggings they had later on. We'll see. Shnei Minolim, two shoes. Shnei Ambiloy is two socks. Shnei Parker, two guiders. That's like le- leg- like leggings they had. Vichager, Shabimosnov. They had a belt on their loins, a belt, an inner belt. Vikoiva, Shabiroshi. They had a hat. And Vesuda Shabitsavari, a kerchief. Which was like what they used to have not not long ago, those like uh, uh, handkerchiefs that they wipe their nose with, wipe their mouth, wipe their eyes. That's the, so that was another clothing that they had. So this is a normal set of 18 clothes that people wore on a regular day. And therefore, the BAC says that's the only thing you can wear at one time. He does not allow you to wear multiple sets, only one set of 18 clothes. Fine. That's that. So that is one mission that's concluding the whole subject of saving things from the fire, the limit of how much you can save. So we spoke about that in one go, or even to wrap around in one blanket, you can wrap as much food as you want, although if you do it one by one, you're gathering it in your hand, there's a limit of three sodas. You could ask other people to save with you for themselves, and if they're nice, they'll bring it back to you. If they're from, they're, they're still going to ask for, for money to pay for their work because... They're allowed to because it wasn't agreed upon before. If they're chassidim, they won't ask for that even, even for that. Um, fine. And then uh, um, we, we spoke about the clothing. So according to Tanakhama, there's no limit. Take as much as you want together and as much time as you want. And you can ask other people to save with you. Rabbi says there's a limit of how much you wear at once, which is eight, a set of 18 clothes in those days. Fine. Now we're going to talk about 
stopping a fire from spreading. You're not allowed to extinguish a fire if it's no sakona. They could stop it from from, from spreading. Reb Shimon Anas Eimer Persin Oyshel Gedi Al Gabi Shido Tevul Migdol Shaochas Be'Amalur. If you have a closet which caught on fire, take the skin of a goat and wrap it around the rest. What will that do? Neishu Mecharich. All it's going to do is that if the fire spreads on top of the hide, the goat hide, it's just going to make it black. It's not going to actually catch on fire. And thereby it's going to stop the fire from spreading to the rest of the closet. Another thing you can do, you can make a wall around the fire with any uh, vessels you want, but whether they're full with water, whether they're empty, as we'll see soon, what's going to help with they're full with water? To stop the fire from spreading. says one exception. If they're fresh, earthenware uh, vessels full with water, you're not allowed to put them around the fire. They're not heat resistant. They'll crack as the fire will reach them. They'll crack they'll extinguish the fire. And that's considered causing gram kibui, causing grama, causing the fire to, to be extinguished, which according to Rabbi Yishi is not allowed. What about Tanakama? We don't know clearly yet. Says the Gemara, If you have a clothing that caught on fire, You can pour water on the rest of the cloak in, in order to, that if the fire reaches there, it won't spread because it's too wet. If it so happened that the water dripped to the fire and it extinguished the fire, it's not a problem. If that was not your intention, it did not have to happen. You're allowed to stop the fire from spreading by pouring water. Meisive says that you want to have a question on this. It says, If a clothing caught on fire, from one side, it was folded, open it up, and cover yourself with it, do it in a way that doesn't necessarily extinguish the fire, only in a way that possibly, by the fact that I'm opening it up, so I'm not letting it spread so quickly, and I'm putting it on top of me. So again, I don't know exactly who's going to do that and how you're going to let yourself be so close to the fire. But that's what it says. You can open it up and spread it out in a way that will limit, will, will slow down the spread of the fire, and therefore it's possible that it will extinguish. V'chein the Sefer Torah. The Kofsakovs, if it so happens that it went out, fine. You didn't do it. Which caught on fire, but you could open it up and you could read it. The fact that you opened it up and you let it ear out and you didn't let it be so bundled together so it slowed down the spread of the fire and possibly would let it extinguish, that's fine. But we see that pouring water, you're not allowed to. If you would be able to pour water, that's a better thing than putting a burning talus on top of you. So, so, it kind of proves that you cannot pour the water. So how could you tell me you could pour the water? Says the Gemara, who the Amar He follows Reb Shimon's Menanos' opinion. They allowed to put the hide of a goat. Says the Gemara, what's the comparison? A goat's hide only stops the fire from spreading, but Gram Kibui to cause it to be extinguished. If it reaches the water, the fire that goes there gets extinguished. And then the water could seep through and could extinguish the fire there. It's no connection to a goat's hide. 
We speak about when you you cause the fire to extinguish. Yes, the Tanakam in our Mishnah says you're allowed to. Me the Katani Sefer says in the Sefer, Rabbi Yosi Oiser the Klicheres Chadashim Malayim Mayim Sheni Mechelim LeKabel Asaur and Mizbakim Mechav Mesadleiko. He says that you're allowed. You're not allowed to put fresh earthenware vessels. Because they will crack and the fire, will, the water will extinguish the fire. Michlal, from this we see that Tanakama shani. According to Tanakama, you're allowed to put a fresh earthenware vessel, although it will crack by the fire and extinguish the fire. So Tanakama holds you're allowed to cause it to go out, and that follows his opinion. Now, Lahalacha, there's actually a difference. That first of all, this gram kibi is only allowed in a case of a fire, in a case of hefsid meruba, or in a case of tzorich gadol. And the criteria of Grom only fits to the case of the Mishnah with a vessel of, of uh, a fresh vessel and not to the case of Rav when he's actually pouring the water. Because when he's pouring the water, the water itself can reach the fire. When he's putting the vessel or the fire itself reaches the water and gets extinguished when it hits the water. However, when they put the vessel around the fire, the fire is cracking the vessel and as if the fire is extinguishing itself. And therefore, since there's another stage in between that the fire is causing the, 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 the vessel to crack and to extinguish it, therefore, Bemokim Hafsid Meruba, that's allowed. Only Hafsid Meruba and only Tzorah of God, not regularly. So there has to be another thing happening which is causing, as if another naturally cause, another thing which is causing the, the, the second stage to happen. And even that, only Hafsid Meruba. That's where all the grammar of things come in, in, all those inventions that they made with the sensors and things that don't do it, uh, don't let the uh, result happen immediately. It's only allowed by a meruba, by a chayla, by a big tzayrich, not in a regular case. So to summarize, to summarize what we said today, first of all, we started off with saving things from a fire. So in, if you're taking one act, one basket, one wheel of pressed figs, one barrel of wine, the, the quantity doesn't matter. If you're collecting them as you're walking, you can only collect for three sudas and ask other people to collect for themselves, also for themselves, to take home three sudas. However, if you're piling it up in one big blanket, you can take as much as you want. That's all according to Ravuna. Rav says it makes no difference if it's one act or two. The difference is one to, to your courtyard or to a different courtyard. Fine. Now, when they're saving for themselves, technically they could save, they could take it home. If they're nice, they'll bring it back. If they're nice and tamidi chachomim, but not chasidim, they'll ask for a payment because you're allowed to. If you didn't agree upon it before shops, you can ask for the pay for the labor. If they're chasidim, since paying for labor is not so smooth, then they won't ask for it. They bend, they lose their own money for, for something which is a question in Allah. Then clothing, Tanakhama says, there's no limit because you could change as much as you want. On Shabbos, you could pile as much as you want in yourself, go back as much time as you want, ask other people to save for you because there's no limit. Rabbi Yehissi says, no, you can only save once, one set, which in those days was 18 pieces per set that a person normally wears at one time. Then um, the next mission speaks about stopping a fire from spreading. So you can put in something which is, it does not catch on fire where the fire didn't spread to stop it, you can uh, surround the fire with uh, with a blockage, walls of things that don't catch on fire. What about, are you allowed to fill it up with water and it should be a vessel that could crack from the fire and then will extinguish the fire? 
Tanakama says, yes, it's called gram, kibui, groma. You're causing it indirectly because the fire is cracking the vessel and it's for a hefzid meruba, so you're allowed to. Rabbi Yisri says, no, you're not allowed to. Rav takes it a step further and he says, you're even allowed to pour water around the fire and the part of the clothing which didn't catch on fire. And if the fire reaches there and therefore since it hits the water, it goes out, that's fine because it's not, he didn't do it directly. He compares this to the water which cracked, which extinguishes the fire through the fire cracking the vessel. And therefore he says, it's okay. The Bryce says differently. The Bryce says they only allow to open up the clothing or open up the cemetery and let it extinguish on its own, which that's what's brought down actually the halacha, not the halacha of Rav, although we do pass like Tanakama by the vessel because there the fire is extinguishing itself. However, pouring water directly around it would be a problem.